What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 116. I always forget, man. It's funny because now, like, I can ask you, but before, I always opened up my phone and looked at the episodes to see which episode I was on. Yeah, you remember today, though. You said 16. I said, yeah, I said 116, but then I forgot once we started talking. Yeah. But um, back with BJ again. We're sitting here watching uh, BJ's favorites and women's basketball. Yes. I love women's basketball. And the team that UofL is playing is probably the best team that I've ever seen in the history of basketball. <laughs> yeah, he could – I don't know if you guys can tell sarcasm or not, but – I think currently they could beat the New York Knicks, though. Now oh. the question is, is that truth or not? So, uh, Crystal texted me. was like, hey, I'm going to have a change for you guys because we got bought out, so – I was like, okay, cool, just give me the info. I never got the info. So this week we're still going with the old info yeah. as far as MLS number. So uh doesn't change. You need a mortgage. You need a refinance. Hit up our girl, Crystal Lackey. Now even more so than ever. Because for sure. Because when you get bought out by a company, they bought you for a reason. Yeah, it means you're doing good things. Right. So hit her up. Uh, you can call her, 502-615-0743. Check her out online, centurymortgage.com, backslash, capital C, capital L, A-C-K-E-Y-C, Lackey. Yes, so she did say that they're going to have a new website and a new MLS number, but oh. right now we're still going with Century Mortgage is an equal housing lender, MLS number 3925, uh, Crystal Lackey, MLS number 1735979, which kind of sucks because I'm just getting good at saying these. I know, but the good news is, Probably the new one will be not similar in value, but similar in how you repeat it. Yeah, hopefully. You've, you've got your cadence down pat now. I am, get, I am getting it, though. And speaking about down pat, we've got the intro down pat. And we're going to take it back in time, as we always do. But this time, we're not going to use our, um, what do they call those things? Brains. Well, I, I rarely use that. Um, that's <laughs> on the back burner. Uh, we're not going to use our time machine. We're, time machine, yeah, that was my next guess. We're going to use our spaceship because did you hear that supposedly they found life on Mars the other day? No, I did not know that. Yeah, obviously you're not checking into Mars, Mars Blackman. No, but Mars Mars bars. Spike Lee is, you know, very unique. Um, but yeah, for real, they seriously said that they're supposed to be like insect-like. And uh, snake-like and bee-like, which I don't know what categories those are. That's why. So I Kevin that. Durant lives on Mars, allegedly. That's oh wait, no, you didn't say cupcake. <laughs> if they did have cupcakes, I think we'd check it out. Yeah. You know, how much is that price there to get there? Uh, but on to number sixteen. Sixteen is the minimum age for being allowed an official beginner's driver's license with parental consent in many U.S. states and in Canada. Shout out to the Nades. The Nades. Yeah, bro. And in Australia, Iceland, New Zealand, Norway, South Africa, and the Isle of Man, it is the age in which one can get a beginner's learner license. So good thing we don't live in Australia, Iceland, New Zealand, Norway, South Africa, and especially the Isle of Man. Yeah, because I wouldn't be getting my license because I'm only 30. I was thinking if you had the choice to live somewhere, I'd probably go to the Isle of Woman over the Isle of Man. I'm with you on that one. I'd check it out. Uh, fact number two, 16 is also the minimum age at which one can donate blood with parental consent in many U.S. states. Now, funny backstory about donating blood, but 
Um, sometimes I like to pass out whenever I have blood drawn. I don't think you like to, but you do it. Well, I don't know. It's kind of enjoyable. You know, you kind of wake up and you're kind of like, oh, that that was an interesting, you know, situation. By the way, did you see that stat just now? No. Of that guy that was playing for Towson? Sorry to interrupt you there, but that was a phenomenal stat. The Better guy than hasn't, the 98 consecutive. The guy hasn't turned the ball over in 53, the last 53 minutes. He has one turnover all season. Is a fifteen assist, fifteen to one assist to turnover ratio. That's pretty good. Yeah, and, and on the bench, I I do that very. well. I actually don't have a turnover yet this season for the Carolina Tar Heels. I don't know if you knew <laughs> that stat, but but you don't have an assist either. No, that you know typically I'm a shooter, not a passer. It's kind of opposite. But um, sixteen is also the voting age in Argentina, Brazil, Austria, Cuba, Ecuador the Isle of Man once again, and Nicaragua. So this is what I'm telling you. At the age of 16, you can do a lot of good things. But guess what else, my friend? You can get married. I, I don't know how that... Parental I mean, consent? I can't confirm or deny that, right? But you can also do some not-so-great things at the age of 16, right? And in Belgium, 16 is the legal minimum age for a person to purchase any tobacco product. You know what I'm saying? So they're starting them young on the backy in Belgium. So you can go and buy some chocolate and a pack of them cigs. You know, when some Virginia Slims. Yeah, or some New Parts Specials. New Parts. <laughs> or, or some Redmond Chew or whatever all that stuff is. But 16 is also the legal drinking age in Germany, Belgium, Switzerland, Austria, and Portugal. So. You just kill a couple birds with one stone right there. Um, 16 is also the season-ending playoffs, the total amount of racers in NASCAR. Hey, uh, Kyle Busch won the championship. Speaking about backy. Yeah, I can I can turn left better than you can. Yeah, shout-out to NASCAR, right? Yeah. I'm glad that you told me that Kyle Busch won because I didn't know. I was super intrigued by it. I just know because I got an ESPN notification. It's not because I watch it. I thought maybe you won your parlay because of Mr. Bush. No. Yeah. Big Bush over here, bro. You know what I'm no, saying? No, I did not win it because of Kyle Bush. I did win another parlay for the second weekend in a row, though. Thank yeah. you for bringing that up. You're welcome. Maybe this. Actually, I think the first time I ever bet on either DraftKings or FanDuel, I forget, was through NASCAR because they had a free event. And I went, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to try this. There's, and, our, there's our guy, Quinn Good. Yeah, shout out to Q. And he's going to need to have a big year for them to be good this year. Um, but 16 is also the team number that qualify for respective league playoffs in both NBA and NHL. It's also the wins needed to win the title. Both leagues have four playoff rounds and four wins in seven games are needed to advance in each round, right? Now, 16 is also a community in Kentucky. Did you know that? 16 is? Yeah. Which is weird because what, what exactly, like, it's not a city. It's not a county. It's a community. So I need some clarification on it, and my research could not um, help me in this No case. idea. Yeah, 16 Kentucky. Shout out to 16, 16 Kentucky. Look like uh, kind of southeastern part of it based on my research might have either been hazard or perry county how far is that from us it's a decent it's a decent haul yeah but i think it was one of those two hazard i believe is where uh jennifer found my dog really yeah he was eating roadkill on the side of the road 
you know, that sounds like Charlie. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to lie. It sounds like, uh, you know, a snack would be a good roadkill option <laughs> for him. Um, but there are also 16 pawns in a chess set, and each player in chess starts with 16 pieces. So very important in the chess world. Uh, but speaking about military as we did previously, we need to give them a shout-out, right? Shout-out to all of our military individuals. We have veteran Veterans Day, not Veterans Day. And uh, some other events that we need to give a shout to the military, but the M16 rifle and the F16 Fighting Falcon fighter jet mm-hmm. are two things that have the number 16 in them. And finally, we are to your favorite segment: Who am I? Now, yeah. This week, I'm going to do my best to go ahead and ruin it for everybody again. Uh, I got a text from Stephen. He said he got the second one. Uh. I can't remember. I can't remember how far into it he said. How did he do on the first one? Uh, he said he got that one uh, pretty early. Shocker. Yeah, he said he got that one pretty early. What was that hint number Let me two? See. He said. Um, I got. Where did it go? He, he uh, mystery player second guess on both of them. <laughs> Bart, Bart Star. Yeah. Uh, he also said. He was dead when I was making fun of the cucumber salad. <laughs> oh, how did that cucumber salad go over? You know, I, I was underwhelmed by it. You know what the problem I was? I told you, dude. You no, should have taken my recipe. Listen, don't you tell me before I tell you. You know what I'm saying? This was a problem. Coworkers convinced me that, you know, they're kind of like the Brandon Lefflers of the world. Oh, I don't want it spicy. Oh, I'm scared. So what do I do? I put less crushed red pepper in there. I also removed the pepper jack cheese and put in goat and feta and Parmesan cheese, which actually wasn't a terrible idea, but it just was not the same, man. So, yeah. Needless to say, I did not partake in the potluck because, dude, there's a lot of germs in there. You know what I'm saying? You don't eat other people's cooking in potlucks? No, this, I mean, this is like, they put a bunch of food out there and all these grotesque individuals, like they're coughing in their hands. This, listen, I need to get something off my chest. I've got got a new neighbor, right? And we're in, what are those thingies called? Cubicle. Cubicle, very good. I'm not knowledgeable on this, right? So we're in a cubicle and this lady chooses to eat Cheez-Its next to me, right? I'm all good. Cheez-Its, you know, solid snack. Get the white cheddar, you know, pretty, pretty good. But we have like a, um, uh, what are those drawers, desk drawers between us, right? And so the, this lady power moves me, early power move, and turns and looks me in the eye and then proceeds to dust her cheese-it fingers all over my desk drawers, just right on top of it. Just straight looks at me, cleans off the hands right over, and then carries on with her work. Like she used it to get it off of her hands? Well, she's brushing her hands together over my desk. You know what I'm saying? So it's like clearly she's turning to the side, knowing that she's going to be brushing crumbs off of her cheese. This lady sucks. Yeah. So, and then also she did ask me a question when, you know, I I hate to break this to her, but in some cases you're people superiors. You know what I'm saying? And even though we're all equal at that. So you're saying you snitched. Yeah, for sure. I snitched on her. Actually, what I did was I dusted off the desk after she left because I didn't want to cause a scene. And then I also disinfected it just in case her Cheez-Its had uh, any type of, you know, disease that I didn't want. Oh, I would have pulled a Jesus Christ and just flipped the table, dude. <laughs> Can't be selling that in the workplace, you know Yeah, I'm dusting your cheese dust on my... It's different if it's my cheese dust 
and I put it on my desk. Right. But you don't put your cheese dust on my desk. But it was a legit turn and power move look me in the eyes. It was classic. You really like, think she did that, or you really think she was looking past you and you thought she was looking right I at mean, you? I mean, I don't know who she was looking at. I can just tell you that 100% positive. She was looking in my general direction, and I sit right next to her. And then she brushed her crumb fingers off and clearly made an effort to turn to the side. It was classic. That's what I'm saying. To me, it doesn't get much more of a power move than that, than just eyeballing somebody down and then brushing your cheese it fingers all over their desk. So shout out to you. But anyways, back to the who am I, right? We're mm-hmm. going to start off with the first one. And I can drop my paperwork. We're not going to start on anything. You keep doing that. But listen, this is what we're going to do. Everybody knows the game by now. I apologize about the sound quality changing. Yeah, he's standing up and he's out of breath. Yeah, that's a long way up for some people. Um, Not for me. No, but also try to guess as early on as you can, right? Take a guess if you're wrong, mark it out, go to the next one. But with that being said, there's only going to be six hints on each one this week. Yeah, so I cut it down. I'm not sure if it's going to be more difficult or not. That's for you to find out at home, okay? So who am I, number one? I'm actually not giving you where he is from. I'm giving you the fact that he was listed as 6'9", 220 pounds. So, new new fun fact for you this year. 6'9", 220. Now, hint number two. He also served in the Hellenic Army, and that is a mandatory service by each male Greek citizen. So, that is essentially a big hint for you. I don't know if I pronounced the army correctly, but it sounds like Hellenic. Hint number three. He actually has a children's foundation charity that is designed to help improve the lives of children in Balkan countries. So I wanted to put that one on there because shout out to him for having children's charity. Foundation, yeah. yeah. Hint number four. He is currently the director of player personnel and development for the Sacramento Kings. So big, big hint there. Hint number five, and obviously keep in mind, this is somebody who's known for wearing the number 16. I know you know that, but for all of our listeners at home. I already know who it is. Most notably known for wearing number 16. I hope you can kick rocks. You know who it is, man. Hint number five, he finished second in voting for the 2001 Most Improved Player Award. I actually did not know that, so I was pretty impressed with that. But Most Improved Player Award. Finish second in voting for that. Hint number six. Final hint for you. He's a one-time NBA champion, three-time NBA All-Star, two-time NBA three-point contest champion, and he also has many international accolades. Who am I? Now, bonus hint, I feel like we should say he's most notably known for playing for New Orleans, also most notably known for playing for Sacramento, also most <laughs> I love that you're trying to throw me off. Indiana, but... also most notably known for playing for Toronto. I think I'm missing one team. Actually, I don't think he ever played for Toronto. He got cut. Oh, Dallas. Dallas was a team I forgot as well, too. And that's not on my paper, bro. That's just off the dome. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to me. So which team, in your opinion, is he most notably known for playing for? Sacramento. Okay. Clearly. I mean, I, I want to say the team that he won a championship with. Which was Dallas, correct? Correct. But he was also only there for one year. Yeah. <laughs> 
Anyways, enough bonus hints for you knuckleheads at home. On to the next one. So that's, that's your six plus hints. Who am I number two? Shout out to PA. Great state of PA. But who am I number two was born in New Eagle, Pennsylvania. Now that's just south. I say just south. I don't know how far is just. I guess that depends on what your definition of just is. He was born south of Pittsburgh in New Eagle, Pennsylvania. Right? Hint number two. This is a fun fact for all you fans at home. He's been married three times. <laughs> Super relevant hit there. Trying to make sure that nobody could guess it on the second guess this week since I gave one away on the second hit last week, right? <laughs> Three-time marriage. You know, props to him. Shout out to the three times of marrying. Uh, in 2008, hit number three, by the way. In 2008, he sued his ex-wife and a Dallas auction house for violating his copyright and privacy rights because she sold a bunch of letters and memorabilia from his college days at Notre Dame. Big hint there. Funny hint. Very intrigued by that. This also, I had to remove his name in that, just in case you were wondering. You were about to say it again? No, no, no. I actually removed it on the paperwork this time. But, yeah. Otherwise, if I didn't do that, I would have read it again. Hint number four. Similar to a former Who Am I star... So this is a former reference. He actually produces his own wine. But in this case, he also has horses. So very, you know, distinguished individual. Clearly he likes the finer thing in life, horses and wine. Yeah, you know finer things like a new wife. Yeah. <laughs> Three <laughs> wives, some wine, and some horses. You yeah. know, this guy sounds like he's got a terrible life. I'm not going to lie. Like those are the three things that I absolutely do not want the most in my life. Um, with that being said, hint number four, excuse me, that was hint number four. Hint number five, before he received his official nickname, his teammates actually called him Bird Legs, and that was due to his very thin legs and small calves. So shout out to Bird Legs. You know, Bird Brain, that's pretty disrespectful. That's what we call you. Yeah, disrespectful. But Bird Legs, you know, that's not that bad. Hint number six. Final hint, made it tough on you this time. You're going to really have to dig down into your bag of who wore the number 16 on this one. Hint number six, he is a four-time Super Bowl champion. Now, three of those times he was the Super Bowl MVP, so that's also a good hint. But he's an eight-time Pro Bowler, two-time NFL MVP, a college national champion, and most importantly to me, a one-time Sports Illustrated Man of the Year. Very impressive to get that illustrious title. Who am I? So you mentioned you knew the first one. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and drop some knowledge on some people. The first one I? is uh, Pedro Stokovic. Peja. You know that they, they've said, and I've heard multiple different names, but did you know he's in the conversation for best international player of all time? I could see that. As far as like it being in a conversation before Dirk retired. I think you're missing two other. Drazen Petrovic. Petrovic would have been if he hadn't have passed away. Arvita Sabonis. Arvita Sabonis never really came over here and was he wasn't allowed to come over here at an age that we could have seen really. Yeah, like that's I why think I say those guys. International. Yeah, but the international the 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 argument is is the international players to play here. Well, and that those wasn't people, my argument. That was no. If we're talking all time, then yeah, you would have to, and. But as far as being over here, we didn't really get to see. Drazen Petrovic was going to be the best yeah. foreign player that had ever. 
Like, Drazen Petrovic would have been one of the best all-time players, not just foreign players. He was Luka before Luka. Absolutely. I mean, even though he didn't have the size. That's what Luka is. Like, he... If you all have never seen videos of Drazen Petrovic, go do yourself a favor and go back and watch them. The dude was phenomenal. Uh, I mean, even... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Peja had some really, really good years. I know you know that, but... Right. Uh, he averaged that year that uh, he was second in voting. I think that was 2001. Yeah. He averaged just under 21 or right at 21 points. So, I mean, for a good team, that that's very important. But I, I'll be honest. I was never... I, I felt as if he was very one-dimensional. And I felt like he hurt it. He hurt you on the opposite end. Now, 6'9", 220, that does take up a lot of space. But I, I don't think... Um, I don't think he was as big of uh, to be the best international player of all time. You you need to impress. I don't think he is, day. but I mean, I I could see where someone would have put him in the conversation at one point. Yeah, he he would enter and then exit pretty quickly. For yeah. Me. <laughs> um, now the second one is still tough for me. Um, now the there's not things, a ton of numbers. So the 16. key things that I'm locking in on, right? And I think I know who it is, and I thought I knew from the beginning. But I honestly don't remember his number. Yeah. But I think I know I'm gonna and I'm gonna give the guess. You or said, do you, you want to say w- what your key things are for the listeners at College, home, he went to Notre Dame. That's very key. One you say he won four Super Bowls? Yes. This the person I'm That's thinking really about thought won five. But um I'm still gonna give my guess anyway. Yeah. Joe Montana. Joe Montana is correct. For some reason, I thought he went five for five in, in Super Bowls. That was the only thing that was really psyching me out. Yeah. Because like I thought, as soon as you said it towards the beginning, I was, what was it, the second thing when you mentioned Notre Dame? That uh, was one third. I, I think uh, two was three wives. Remember? Yeah, I didn't. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I thought I knew it early on, but that psyched me out though. So like, I thought I knew it early, and then the Super Bowl thing psyched me out. Props I'll give to him was that he beat the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Montana. Hopefully, we can do the same this weekend. Uh, I mean, I mean, you'd do us a favor, but I think you guys deserve to lose after what you did last week. <laughs> so next, we have lock of the week. Mark it down. Lock of the week. Um, I think you should start listening to mine. I think since we what? did our since we since we uh, did our bets, you know, that gave me this nice European haircut. Um, I think it's locked me in, man. I mean, I'm hitting yeah. parlays. I'm you hitting pickums at work. Since you had to get a mullet, I'd agree. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of sharpened my skills, dude. Whereas, you know, Samson lost his strength when he cut his hair. Yeah, I think I might have gained some. I 100% agree. I don't know how much strength, but at least a little bit because you were not very good. No. No. So um, this may uh, make some of you people happy, including BJ. There's a guy at work that says. He is going to now grow a mullet, and I told him that I would keep my mullet as long as he grew his. Classic. So, I may have it for a few more months. Oh, I, I mean, how long is he planning on growing it? You might have it for a few years. A few years? Gets, I don't know about he that. He gets jiggy with it. He's um, just going to ride that bad boy out. Yeah. Ride it like the black stallion air you got back there. <laughs> you know I get. I do get compliments on it now, though. Uh, ladies do love the curls. I told you. I have had some uh, people also say, uh, your hair is disgusting. Well, that's disrespectful. Yeah. Um, so, I've had, you know, opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. I would just not listen to the 
they're disgusting people. Clearly, yeah. they're not knowledgeable about life. Yeah, I mean, I'm the one with the mullet, you're not, so. Finer things in life deserve mullets. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, I'm going to go, I'll go ahead and knock my lock of the week out first. Knock it out. Uh, you guys well, know. Well, give us a recap. How did you do last week? You hit? Uh, I believe it. Not did. on your parlay, but on your. My lock of the week last week was Florida minus 7.5. So, yes, I did hit because that was in my parlay. So I did hit with that. Well, you know what's funny about that? Remember I mentioned to you I had a 14 parlay and Florida was in there, but I was so worried about why that spread was what I felt as if was too low mm-hmm. that instead I replaced them with another spread, uh, a little team they call the Oklahoma Sooners, who had a, what, nine-point spread against Baylor? That I guarantee I'm sorry, that. I'm, I'm sorry, bud. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. But I hit all my other ones. Yeah. So... Um. So I hit. Did you hit your lock of the week last week? Well, that's what I'm saying. Or no, that's right. You didn't. I had four of them. I hit three out of four. Yeah. So. So. This week I'm going with another big spread. You guys know that normally I'm a big spread guy. I like those. Yeah. Those intrigue me. Um, Cheese plates and fruit plates. Yes. Uh, Charcuterie board. Charcuterie. Yeah. So John says this one scares him a little bit because this is a rivalry game, but it does not scare me because Arkansas is hot trash. And LSU is focused on the playoffs. Uh, I'm going LSU minus 44. Only 44. Give me the LSU Tigers. It's amazing. I think I'm going to take the opposite this week. Uh Uh-oh. I think Arkansas is a terrible team, but 44 points is a lot of points, and I think they're going to rest some of their individuals in this game. You can't rest now, bro. With no rest that, for the weary. With that being said, I'm also taking a large spread. And by large spread, I mean not even half of what yours is, but yeah. still close to it. Uh, there's a little team by the name of the Penn State Nittany Lions who are traveling to the Ohio State Buckeyes home field this week, and it's a 17.5-point spread. And when I saw that, I went, are you serious? That's really what the spread is? I didn't even look at another spread after that. So first spread I see, I'm taking – Penn State Nittany Lions with the 17 and a half points at the Ohio State Buckeyes winning the game. I'm not locking that. I'm just taking the 17 and a half points. Okay, I was about to say, whoa. All right, so that moves us forward to the review of Louisville. Which I, I don't know if you heard this. Some We're going bowling, baby. What, there's a train to come in? We're going bowling. That's that's a bowling ball. Hitting some bowling pins. That's terrible. We going bowling, baby. That's probably the worst sound effect I've ever heard. Uh, in I mean, the I'm not. I don't have a soundboard. All right. E bombs world, bro. Yeah, I could. Check I should have pulled up E bombs world. Yeah. Could have done like a Chris Farley. That bowling ball didn't even hit the pins. It wasn't a video. It was just a picture. Yeah, I, I was clearly talking about the audio with it. Did you hear the ball hit the pins? Yeah, no. for sure. No. It doesn't matter anyway. You can go bowling and not hit pins. Yeah. That's what UofL's going to do this year. Oh. <laughs> let's, let's just hope you guys can even make it to the bowling alley. That Well, if we're not going to hit any pins, I'm okay if they don't. Actually, no. I, I heard somebody reference this the other day. You know, you get a million extra pra- practices by going to a bowl game. That's the biggest thing about these is you get you you get those practices, like you said. So those guys that you're redshirting. Get more practices. The guys that are coming back the next year get more practices. And 
it's it's definitely a big help even if you lose the game. I can honestly say I never genuinely thought about it like that. Like obviously that's kind of such a given that you don't even consider it. But whenever he mentioned that, I was like, oh, that really is like a huge help. Yeah, so uh, Louisville went to NC State, uh, looked absolutely atrocious in the first half. Uh, was down 10-7 to at halftime. Yeah. Well, shout-out Jarvis Hayes, man. Did you see Jarvis Hayes on the coaching staff? No. Remember Jarvis Hayes? No. He was he had a twin. I can't remember his twin's name. But they, uh No, they both played for Georgia. They had some good years in the league, though. Mm. Um, but Louisville traveled to NC State. NC State apparently was just like, hey, we're going to play a little bit better this week. Yeah. Maybe that's just because our defense is not really that good. Their defense did look pretty decent. Though. NC State? Yeah. NC State's pass oh, rush no. is something that has been consistent all season. That it, it They have a few defensive linemen that are good. Yeah, Thor's baby brother is not terrible. I, the guy that kept get the guy that got hurt in the first half, and then they're like, oh, he's not coming back, and then he started the second half. Right. I was like, you just said he wasn't coming back. And then he got hurt again, and then he came back again. He's yeah. Like reincarnate. I can't even think of his name, but he was he was really good. I started with a W. Um he was really good. Um, I, I did uh, interesting stat. Did you see that Louisville leads the ACC in passer efficiency? No. Yeah. That's they, very surprising. They're also in the top five in uh, passer efficiency. Yeah. I just feel like Clemson does not throw the ball that often. But well, if you think about the beginning of the season for Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence threw a lot of interceptions to start the season. Yeah. And like they're, I think the. It was like right before the Louisville game. I looked at it. He had like ten touchdowns and like eight interceptions. No. Oh. So I mean, he just wasn't throwing though. He wasn't seeing the ball well. I mean, he's, they definitely locked in, and I think Clemson is starting to get to where I, it almost feels like what Dabo does at the beginning of the year is when they're playing bad. Like he plays those guys that he knows are going to win them games, but I feel like he mixes in those younger guys or something. Yeah. I don't watch their games, but like you look at that Alabama game last year, the depth difference between Alabama and Clemson was just unreal. Which is surprising because normally Alabama's doing that to other teams. Yeah, but I mean Clemson just, it was just a wave after a wave. It just completely just beat Alabama into the ground. And Alabama's going to have to do that this year losing Tua for the season, by the way. Yeah, they're not going to make the playoff. They've already I mean, they've pretty much already ruled them out. And I hope he. I hope he's all right. You got to wonder when he, when, when, and if he comes out. Where, I mean, how far is he going to drop? He just lost a lot of money. Yeah, and that's what stinks about it because they they did they did come out and say though it's not as bad as Bo Jackson's. Yeah, they said it's a dislocation that, with a posterior wall fracture. Right? Yeah, so it's still not good. Yeah, but uh, they said the reason Bo Jackson's was so bad is because Bo Jackson continued to play on it, which yeah. I had no idea it happened. Yeah. So he looked like he was in pain. There was people talking about they could hear it in the upper deck and like, okay, if you're at a game that that's busy and you could hear him screaming from upper deck, that's not a good sign. Yeah, they said that you could like when they took him when they were picking him up, they uh he started screaming to get on to when he was getting on the card and stuff. Yeah, it's it's not a good not a good thing. Um but back to the Louisville game. So Louisville comes out in the second half, gets focused. Uh, moves the ball straight down the field, scores, gets a stop, drives down the field again, scores, 
and then just kind of holds that lead the rest of the game. By the way, I want to tell you this, but I'm the reason why you all won that game. You know, okay, I, let's hear I, it. I feel like you should know this. So I mentioned to you I, I went and had some pizza that night, right? Cole's Artisan. Soon, we'll get into that later. But as soon as I get to the pizza joint, they were not looking good, as you had mentioned. Yeah. And UofL gets the ball, and they make that first drive and put points on the board. I forget if it was a field goal or a touchdown. Touchdown, right? You start the second half? No, but they had one. Or maybe it was to start the second half. Whatever it was. Anyways, so needless to say, I'm watching it. And they're they're after that drive, they're still not doing great. Go home. Turn it on as soon as I get home. Boom. Touchdown. 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 So you're welcome. You know what Thank I'm you. saying? Yeah. But when I was not watching, they were not scoring. Interesting fact. Yeah. In the last five games, yes, Louisville's backup punter and Kentucky, all of Kentucky's quarterbacks had the same amount of touchdown passes. <laughs> or backup kickers, sorry. That was a nice play, too. Yes, it was. He took that hit on the chin. Yeah. Now, both of your teams had play action or, or punt fake touchdowns this week. Field goal fakes. Field goal fakes, excuse me, which really just pisses me off. <laughs> and both of them looked like they could be quarterbacks. Well, one of them was Edelman, right? Correct. Edelman was uh, a quarterback, I know. Yeah, was a quarterback. That Not one, a very no, good that one was uh, just a lateral. Brady threw him the ball. And he threw yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, but I actually, I told sure, you, right. I didn't get to watch any of that game. I won't get to watch any of our game this week either. Didn't miss much. Ended Louisville, up seventeen uh, ten was not not a good game. Yeah, Louisville played uh, this pretty much the entire time. Like I, I left to go meet Parker to to go in there, and then by the time it ended, like when I was on my way home. So yeah. Uh, but Louisville also had, like I said, uh, a couple of basketball games. Since the last time we were here, Sunday they played. Uh, I can't even remember who they played. It wasn't Indiana State. It was somebody. The last two teams they played were not good. Right. Uh, yesterday they struggled for 30 minutes of the game, though. I don't and think I even heard of that team that you all played yesterday. USC Upstate? Yeah. Yeah, they were ranked as the fifth worst team in college basketball. I did not know that. Yes. They did not look like it yesterday. No, I mean, they were 8 of 17 and from the three-point line the first half. Yeah, that big guy was not bad. The uh, the one with the headband? I don't remember you if he was wearing Are you talking about the white guy? White guy. But I don't remember if he was wearing a headband. Fun fact. Yeah. White guy played for Richard at 22 Feet Academy. Really? Yeah. I did not know Richard was there, and then I saw I got home and looked on Instagram. There's a video of Richard taking a uh, video at the game, and I was like, what? I, said, I didn't know you were there. He said, yeah, the uh, big guy used to play for me at 22 Feet. That's hilarious. Well, the other guy was what, Mizone or Mizzoni? That's the guy with the headband, I right. think. Yeah, he was just dude, he was hitting everything in the first half. Yeah. Well, that's how it get and uh, late shake, late shot clock. My goodness, I was having a tough time there, and uh, all of a sudden he threw up a prayer and it go in. It looked like Corey Brewer. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I didn't see him in the face, but from where we were sitting, he looked like Corey Brewer. Yeah, played like college Corey Brewer too. He just looked like Corey killing. Brewer from the side or whatever, but from the front he looked like uh, Jared Motley. <laughs> yeah, Motley, is that dude from Baylor? Yeah, yeah. It's a mix of those two, and you had him. And he Man. played a little like, well, whoever could shoot, obviously, you have to mix in there. But Yeah. But um, David Johnson did get his first minutes yesterday. I don't know how much of our game you watched. That was Williams' first minutes, too, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, I watched uh, almost all of it. Yeah, Williams came in first and uh, spelled uh, Enoch a few minutes in the first half. All right. You could definitely tell he was winded. He, he's got to get in basketball shape. Uh, which I have a feeling both of those guys will be playing a lot of minutes 
tomorrow or uh, Sunday. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're going to have a week off almost. Or we're going to have five days off before we play Western in Nashville. And Gahan got some minutes too, but not, he did. not a ton. Yeah. I mean, I like I like our team. I know it's not really anything that's going to surprise anybody. Shocker. Um, I think we have a lot of depth. We can shoot the ball. We can go inside if we need to. I would. I do wish that – my. so you and I were talking about this beforehand. You felt like – some things that uh, you weren't happy with that Mac did. You feel like he tried to force it into Enoch too much. The thing with Enoch is, is I never feel like Enoch strong side posts. He always yeah. weak side posts, which makes no sense to me. He always tries to catch the ball over the top. When if you get that position there and you get the ball reversal, literally all you have to do is just get low and you're getting the ball and getting a layup. But he stops his his post play once it gets to the strong side. Yeah. But this time they were clearly making that a point to get him the ball. Yes. It was not going so well for them. By the way, before I forget about this, I, yeah. I saw an interesting story today. Yeah. I did see it because it reminded me of this and I wanted to talk to you about it. Yeah. So one of the lead stories on ESPN.com today was um, a story about basketballs. Yeah. And you're like, okay. I didn't but, see that one. So – just like in the NFL or anything else, you can choose what kind of basketballs you use in your home court. Right. So this broke down what type of balls that everybody uses, what goes into pe- cho- people choosing what kind of balls they use. And they talked about Wisconsin and uh, Michigan. So when Beeline was at Michigan, he had a, a good friend that worked for the company The Rock. Okay. Which everyone's heard of The Rock balls because you've seen them. It seems like Rutgers always played with them and like teams up near New York because that's where it's based out of. Yeah. Well, players hate those balls. Yeah. I've so, played with one before. I'm not a fan. Yeah, they said that they're kind of hard. Yeah. And uh, one coach was even quoted to say that he had a player break a finger from playing with one of those balls because they were so hard. And then there was another uh, – there was a – I can't remember the brand. i got to look it up. Uh, but Bo Ryan <laughs> asked for a sponsorship from a place up in Washington. Okay. And it was a brand that I'd never heard of. And they those apparently were the worst balls of all time. Really? And some of this stuff in this article was like mind blowing to me and it was like, man, like the stuff you see it's like or the stuff you're reading in it, you're like, dude, this I wonder if this like has any like if like this is if this is like really true. Really? Because there was there was things that um the balls that he used uh, it starts out talking about Shaka Smart when he was coaching for Dayton and how the coach for Dayton at the time sent him to uh, a store to buy 15 different basketballs to try to figure out uh, which balls they figured they were going to use when they were playing on the road. Like uh, Bill Self says he strictly uses the ones that they use in the Big 12 in the NCAA tournament, which is the Wilson balls. So that's the balls that they use in their home court because that's, the that's the balls he wants to be used to. Right. Which makes sense. Um, I think it makes a major difference. Like, anybody who's played with those Molten International balls, mm-hmm. like, those feel super light, and they're, like, floaty in the air when you shoot them. Yeah. I know some people like them, but to me, if you're used to shooting an Evolution and then you change and shoot that, to me, I'm actually, I, I shoot it a little bit short because it feels lighter, which is weird because you'd think lighter would be longer, but it's the opposite because you compensate for the feel. Yeah, I, I got to figure out what the the name of the ball was. It was something, like, really weird. It was a brand that, like I said, I'd never heard of. Uh, Have you played with the outdoor uh, black Wilson Evolution ball? No. I have a couple of people who really, really like that and think that should be more of the modern 
but it's an it's an outdoor ball yeah it's more of an outdoor style of ball it's not the composite leather like what the standard and i like the standard wilson that's got to be yeah, my you give favorite. me an evolution i'm good with that yeah i have three of them uh sterling was the brand sterling have you ever heard of that? No, not that I know of. Yeah, so it says former Wisconsin power forward Nigel Hayes remembers when his coach Bo Ryan took advantage of the NCAA rules and used a basketball made by a small company in Puyallup, Washington called Sterling. No other major conference team used it, perhaps giving the Badgers a psychological edge. So this part is where it blew it didn't really it, it made me really think like, man, this really made a difference for some teams because I know you're a big Beeline fan. Right. So well, I don't know about currently. You, you were a big Beeline fan. I thought Michigan was a very good team. So during his time at Wisconsin, Bo Ryan amassed a two twenty three and twenty seven record at home. All right. On the road, ninety one and seventy six. Yeah, but this is so again that it may not be because of that, but it's definitely interesting. John Beeline, one sixty one and forty two at home. You know what he was on the road? What fifty three and seventy seven. So even if it's not a true thing because of the basketball, it's definitely something that makes you think. Because you've played with different basketballs, and Correct. you've played with a ball that maybe just doesn't even bounce right. Yeah. And the difference that that makes in your game, I mean, the feeling of the ball, some of them, like Nolan Richardson talked about in that article, how he didn't like some balls that people used because the laces were too deep or any like anything. Yep. Uh, it reminded me of the... Uh, story that I shared the other day with the NBA balls. Remember where they went on that uh, they changed the NBA ball out of nowhere and didn't ask any of the players and then the players kind of revolted towards it because they said they were getting cuts on their hands. Yeah. Like the, A ball makes a huge difference in what you're doing. And I, I, it just seeing that referee cleaning that off, it was something I already wanted to talk to you about anyway, but I thought that article was very interesting and it brought up a lot of stuff that I was like, man, I wonder how much of that goes into how many games they won. My thought is, though, let's say you're Bo Ryan in, in this example you used. And so you're going to practice at home all the time with those balls, probably even take them on the road. Yeah. So your advantage is definitely at home. But when you go on the road, you're at a multiple disadvantage. Well, see, that was why they said at the beginning of it that, that Shaka Smart was out buying other balls. Right. Because what you do is, the, is right before you're going, because they also quoted Cassius Winston in there. Um, talking about how you practice with that ball, and sometimes it takes a couple of days to get used to a ball you're going to be playing with. Yeah, I think so. So the majority of the time you're going to be you're going to be practicing with the ball that you use at home, but when you're getting ready to play a team on the road, you have to practice with that ball that you're going to use there. Yeah, I wonder if that has anything to do with the college sponsorships. Like a lot of these, teams it does. You'll see using that Nike and Adidas ball and. I'm sure they're very similar, but yet they have to be different. It talks about that in there. I'll send you the articles. The article was actually very interesting. It was a lot more in-depth than what I really went went through with that. But yeah. there was like stuff talking about with the sponsorships and how like um, like Bo Ryan went against their uh, Adidas sponsorship to get those balls. Right. Like he got special permission from them to go and get those balls. Just to play with the ball that he knew other people wouldn't like. Yeah. Like, even Nigel Hayes said that he hated the balls. Like they, Sure put him in the basket pretty well. Yeah, and then there was another guy that played for Wisconsin, I think it was, or it might have been Michigan, that they quoted in his shot at home was way worse than what it was on the road. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, there was a lot of cool stuff in there that, I mean, I think you would find interesting as well because we're both weird with some of the stuff. Holy oh. cow. <laughs> uh, guy that's hit. That's the guy that with the no turnovers, too. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. last 59 minutes now. Yeah, I didn't actually. I didn't notice if he had another turnover. Maybe he did because he was just pretty. He was kind of pissed about something there. Yeah. But sorry, that guy hit a half court shot. If you guys were wondering what happened, I read the uh, Paul George and Kawhi article today at lunch, and that one was very good as well too. I have to check that out. Yeah. John sent me and Tony one yesterday, I believe it was. It was something about the Sacramento Kings. I didn't get a chance to read it. Yeah, the guy who stole a million dollars from him. Is that what it was? Yeah. Uh, so I, I never got to read that. He said that one was really good. Um, so, but yeah, Louisville, uh next game is against, uh, I can't even remember who we play next. I know it's Sunday. Oh, Akron. We'll play Akron on Sunday, and then we travel to Nashville to play uh, Western Kentucky, and then they uh, come back home to play uh, Jawan Howard in Michigan. You got to watch out for the zips. Yeah, I'm. Uh, Chris Mack has definitely got Akron on his radar because yeah. he he was talking about after the game he was he was a bit short and uh, with a couple of people he's he's not one of those guys that likes dumb questions. I guess you could say, especially after his team's not playing well. Um, so there was a little, there was a couple people that were upset about how he responded to the media yesterday, which he wasn't like that to everybody. It was just a few people. Um, but they come home to play Michigan, and then um, they play Pittsburgh after that, I believe, and then Texas Tech. So we got some tough games coming up. But I, oh, after the game, he mentioned, you know, there's he didn't make the schedule. The players didn't make the schedule. The AD didn't make the schedule. This is what he said he was trying to convince or trying to ex- get over to the players. He was like, look, we didn't make the schedule, and I know that some of these games are tough to play because it's an opponent maybe you haven't heard of or maybe you don't think is that good. He right. said, but we can't we can't dog it in games anymore. Right. He said, starting Sunday with Akron. He said, Akron is a, is a good team. And that, so Chris Mack definitely knows what he has coming for him with Akron. Akron in the past has had decent teams. I mean, not like world beaters or championship contenders, but they're definitely going to give you everything. Yeah, it's one of those sleeper teams that you don't, you know, you might have them between a good game or coming up before a good game, and you don't come out and play your best ball, and then, you know, all of a sudden they, they make a game of it. I was very impressed with that team that you all played, that USC Upstate team, though. Uh, it's like I said, I, I felt as if you all did not play your best, but sometimes there's different ways in which you can – analyze the game and I felt as if they just played their best basketball more than you all did not and once again coaching wise I think Mac is a great coach um, and I'm a nobody you know what I mean yeah. but there was a lot of things that I would have changed in that game as to how they went and I felt like when you all got momentum at points in the game that was due to pressure and scoring in transition let me let me ask you this yeah it's just devil's advocate yeah because I feel like um Mac is one of those guys that's always thinking, which is most of the time every coach. You think he ran that offense to try to get Louisville into situations that they would have to be in in the future? No, I think he actually honestly felt like, because on paper, the way to beat that team is methodically and efficiently. And so shoot the ball at a high percentage, run your offense, get an open look. They're not going to be able to defend you. And surprisingly enough, they were doing a good enough job defensively to get stops and once again offensively like I said I I think the keys were over dribbling I think forcing post entry pass and then obviously as happens on occasion just not knocking down open shots yeah not getting good looks so they controlled two of those three things and 
I was more impressed with USC Upstate than I was disappointed with U of L. Obviously, I don't have a dog in that fight, but um, you mentioned your all schedule as well too. North Carolina's got an interesting schedule coming up now. I don't think Alabama's the best team in the world, but obviously, Alabama's. I mean Alabama, I would say is just as good, if not better, than Western Kentucky. Alabama, I think, is a little bit better than West Kentucky, but it's an uptake compared to what North Carolina's played besides Notre Dame this year. I think Notre Dame is much better than Alabama. The only, really the the only thing I'm worried about with Western Kentucky is how we're going to play on the inside with Charles Bassey. Yeah, I don't know if you've gotten to watch him yet, but Charles Bassey is very very solid. Yeah, but that's the thing. You just got to defend him, and you yeah. have multiple pieces. I don't think Williams is a great defender, but I do think Enoch is a very good defender. So See, I think the exact opposite. Williams, really? Williams is definitely the better. Williams, no uh, way. Williams led the AC. I'm, he was up there in the ACC in blocks last season. Yeah, but that's a statistic that doesn't mean that you're an elite defender to me. He did, dude barely jumps too. I mean, I know he's coming off an injury, but what are you saying? He, he He's not impressed me. But I interrupted your thought there. But after that, you got Ohio State. I think that Ohio State team is a very good team. I mean, you you all scrimmaged them before and saw that as well, too. And then after that, we got Virginia. And then we have Wofford, who I know Wofford to some people. Wofford gives gives you all trouble. Wofford gives everybody. I mean, look what Wofford did last year. Now, they don't have Fletcher McGee anymore. But they they will still be a very good team again this year for one of those mid-level teams. And then after that, you have Gonzaga and UCLA and Yale. So, like, this stretch, to me, until we get into major ACC games late in the season, I think it's the toughest stretch of North Carolina's season. And I realized pretty quickly that North Carolina does not have the depth in which I thought they were going to have this year. So it's going to be very interesting to see how many of these games they win. If they can win all of them, man, I I like their chances this year. But – I don't expect that to be a reality. I think the Gonzaga and the Virginia game are the ones you got to look at as potential um, losses. That's exactly what I was about to ask you. If you going when you get to ACC play, yeah, where how many losses does in North Carolina have? If you're just looking at it real quick, not really thinking in game in conference, it's tough because what I did is before the year you kind of set an expectation for your team, and I thought there was nine potential losses on the schedule with North Carolina because I'm I'm very critical and realistic you know what i mean i don't think any teams at this point gonna go undefeated through the whole thing so that does count one loss in the tournament if they were to lose now you know my bracket at the end of the year will have north carolina winning at all but with that being said I, I had nine total losses so it's like i said the virginia game at virginia is a tough one at gonzaga is also a tough one um the ohio state game is one that could go either way i mean realistically that ohio state team is a good team um, and then obviously you got Duke, you all, um, some other good teams in the mix there that just you have an off night and you could lose to them. Yeah. So I'll say I'll, I'll take the under though. I'll take under nine losses. I just think that's kind of the magic number that stood out to me before the year. What What about you all? I think going into the Kentucky game we'll be undefeated, and I still think we'll be undefeated after playing Kentucky. So I think we'll go. I'm just. I just wanted to state that because I know yeah, it sounded. Good, good it sounded. Good. It sounded like I was saying I, we would go into that, and I was saying that we would lose. But no, I'm saying I think we'll be undefeated after the Kentucky game as well. But I think we go into the Kentucky game, which is December, the first of the year, is basically what I was thinking of. We will be undefeated. By the way, the other takeaway I had from last night was Williamson looked like a freshman last night. Malik. Uh, oh, Samuel Williamson. Yeah. Yeah, he he uh, he didn't play his best. He wasn't hitting open shots, and I think it was kind of getting to him. 
and he started making he started to try to force it a little too much once he wasn't hitting, hitting shots and um but i don't even think he played terribly i'm just saying to me he looked yeah. like a freshman whereas before that he looked like an upperclassman well if we we want to talk about that Ryan man looked like a freshman as well yeah he just but i've told you i mean he's hit some big shots he just never i i get why you have him on the team but um, I would guess within the next couple of games that he will not be starting. With David Johnson coming back. and look good. David Johnson looks solid. Again, we got to take into the account, take into account who they were playing. But just like with the physicality or, you know, his the physical specimen that he is. Right. They, I mean, he's 6'5", and they want him to play point guard. And he handles the ball well enough. Right. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to him getting more than just spot minutes in the second half of a game. Defensively, so, though, he was pressuring up near midcourt. I mean, he was getting beat, but he was at least giving yeah. a good effort. I, I think that goes into a lot of the stuff that uh, was with Williams, too. That You know, there's a difference between being in shape and being in basketball shape. You can yeah. run all you want on a treadmill, but until you're running up and down and bumping with people and stuff like that, you're not in basketball yeah, shape. bumping uglies against yeah, Wild. Bumping uglies, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um this weekend, our teams actually played too, but like I said, I didn't get to watch it. Yeah. But one thing that I did want to bring up. Let me give you a brief recap. Boring. Yeah. I mean, I kept looking at it, and I was like, I'm kind of glad that I'm here and not watching that game. It was brutal, man. You know, obviously, you're a fan of the Patriots, and I'm a fan of the Eagles. And so, the Eagles kind of had a subpar first half, but they were the better-looking team. And it came out, and it was completely the polar opposite. Shocker here. Um, Belichick went into halftime and made some great adjustments and then came back and managed the game. And then, of course, they always run a trick play, some type of trick play in a key game, and it always works. I've never seen it not work for the It Patriots. didn't work in the Super Bowl. Well, that's a good point. Brady didn't catch it. Oh, that's why I didn't watch. So, um, well, one thing I did want to mention before we talk about the big thing that happened in the NFL last week that actually happened – Right after we got done recording last week. That's right. Um, well, a little while after, probably an hour and a half, but yeah. Lamar, do you see Lamar is now the betting favorite for MVP? I did not, but I did see the um, quote about from Jalen Ramsey reaching out to Michael Vick saying, yeah. how do I stop the 2019 Michael Vick? Yeah. And to me, that's, you know, obviously, that's, I was saying to somebody at work today, like being considered an MVP of your league is the greatest thing that you could ever say. Being compared to Michael Vick is like 1A, 1B right there. Did you see the uh, Mark Ingram quote after the game? Yeah. That was, that was Come pretty see good. Me. Yeah. Big trust. Yeah. <laughs> it's not somebody that I would want to go see. No, that, well, he looks like he's four foot seven, but. Yeah, it looks like that four foot seven would punch a hole through my chest, though. Yeah. Or kick or yeah. roll or whatever he chose to do. Yeah. Sonic Hedgehog threw me. But. Um, Thursday night uh, football last week was the Browns and the Steelers. It's never, uh, it's never really one of those games that ever really has uh, love shown between the two. Yeah, that whole division. Yeah, yeah, I I agree actually. That's the Ravens, the Bengals, the Browns, and the Steelers. Um, There's been so, some dirty play in the past in that division, <laughs> so to speak. If so, unless you were living under a rock, I'll give I'll go ahead and give you the synopsis of what happened. Mason Rudolph drops back to the pass. They're, what, down 14? Something like that. The game's over. Yeah, whatever it is, it's locked up pretty much. He drops back to make a pass, throws it. Miles Garrett comes in, 
tackles him late. I say tackles because he did not hit him hard. Did he tackle him late? Yes. Not disagreeing with that. No flag was thrown. Well, when he did this, Mason Rudolph decides that he's going to get really upset and he's going to try to rip off Miles Garrett's helmet and put his hand underneath his face mask. Right. After those four interceptions, that'll do it to you. Yeah. So he's trying to rip his helmet off from the back and has his hand up underneath his face mask. So Miles Garrett, being Miles Garrett, gets pissed off. Yeah. Miles Garrett's not one of those people I want to mess with anyway. Already in trouble for. Well, he punched somebody earlier in the season after the play was over. In his helmet, right? Didn't the guy have the helmet on and he still punched him? Yeah. <laughs> so if he's punching somebody with a helmet, he's not really a guy I want to mess with. No. Secondly, he got – he uh, I can never say the guy's name right, but he knocked the guy out. He actually hit him late and then hurt him. Yeah. Um, so he's a guy that doesn't really care. So you try to rip his helmet off. Um, and he's a big man. Forgot to mention that. He's, yeah, he's, he's huge. He's kind former of a number one pick as well out of Texas A&M. Yeah, trains with Stepe Miocic in Cleveland. I told you about that MMA fighter. Like, oh, okay. Yes, you did talk about former that. former world champion, actually current world champion. Nice. Yeah. Um, so Miles Garrett gets upset and rips his helmet off. And, Anything you can do, I can do better. Yeah, so he rips his helmet off. And then is getting backed up and is backing away from Mason Rudolph. When Mason Rudolph has the bright idea to run at Miles Garrett, who is A, already pissed off because you tried to rip his helmet off, B, in rage mode because he just ripped your helmet off. All right. And you run at him, and then Miles Garrett hits him with his helmet. You know what it was, though? I think Mason Rudolph was saying, excuse me, sir, could I have my helmet back? Would you put it back on, please? And Miles Garrett's like, sure, yeah. get your helmet back. Because clearly the way he hit him, it looked as if he was trying to place that helmet back yes. on his head. Yes, for sure. Now, did Rudolph go to concussion protocol? <laughs> I hope so. I do not think he did, but I hope well, so. Well, that was well the end too. of the game, wasn't it? Pretty close to it. I, I, think, I'm just I feel saying like there was only like six week, or seven seconds left in that game, right, when th- it happened. Does he have to sit out this week because he went through concussion <laughs> Who protocol? knows? Yeah. Uh, he didn't get suspended. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me that he didn't get suspended. Now, did Miles Garrett deserve the, the rest of the year suspension? Yeah. Uh, he hit him with a helmet. I mean, even if even if we think it was my, Mason Rudolph's fault, you still don't hit him with a helmet. You know what the problem is? I guess like if if you do something like that in real life, right? That's using a weapon yeah. against an individual. So there's like repercussions for that legally, yeah. right? So in the NFL, they can't really condone that. But you can't really judge an instance based on the damage it did. But it clearly didn't do anything to him. Not no. a good idea on Garrett's part. Not a good idea on Rudolph's part. I've seen much worse than that. Very frequently, like the uh, the malice in the palace. No, I'm just saying, like in everyday, not everyday life, actually. But uh, I say you seen somebody in real life do something worse than that. High school, you watch some of these high school teams, and they get into it at practice. And, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've never seen somebody hit another person with a helmet. I mean, they... well, yeah, in basketball, you don't have helmets, so that has part yeah. of it as well. Too. And uh, Portland didn't have a high school football team, so that this, also this, has part of it. This is that's true as yeah. well. Um, John said his brother said <laughs> this is the first time uh, an athlete used a, used a piece of equipment for a weapon since Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty classic. Yeah. I told you my football story, right? First, first year of playing football, I had a good friend, Brandon Eisen, who was playing. And then our coach's son was 
terrible, and they had him returning the kick, and so they kick it to him, and they dogpile him. Like, he, he catches it, goes to run out of the end zone, runs back into the end zone, gets a safety. The other team dogpiles him and gets carted off in a stretcher. Not injured at all, just, you know. Tip. So Humiliated. My buddy Brandon Eisen's mom comes on to yeah, the right. field. Yeah, took him off the field. Pulls yeah. him off the field. He never played another down of football. <laughs> it's classic. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I man, that's really all I had for the NFL. Let's talk about Lamar. But to be fair, I still think that Russell Wilson's the MVP right now. Russell Wilson had a bye week last week, so that would that would to me show why Lamar moved ahead of him for the MVP voting. Yeah. Um. But I mean, not to take away from what Lamar's doing, because you obviously know that I'm uh, that I like Lamar. I went to go see him play two weeks ago. Right. But I think still at this moment that Russell Wilson's the MVP favorite. So I think the key in this too is like in all sports, if you're going to be the MVP of your league, there's a good chance that your team needs to win a lot of games. So if yeah. you look at historical data on how these um, MVPs come into place. I think both Russell and Lamar are very capable front runners of that mm-hmm. contest. With that being said, who does more for their team? I agree that Russell Wilson is kind of the more valuable player, as quoted. But I don't know, man. Well, there's an argument to be made. I, I just think Seattle, without Russell Wilson, it's not the same team. Well, I mean, look at Baltimore without Lamar. They also had Joe Flacco before them, and look at Denver with Joe Flacco, and now no longer Joe Flacco. But anyways, more of the story, I do think that Lamar is actually going to end up heavily in that conversation as the favorite because the opportunity for them to run that efficient offense and continue to do simple type plays, but – Blow teams out of the water. Yeah. I mean, look at Houston. Uh, by the way, who do you have this week tonight, uh, Houston or Indy? Houston. Okay. At home and the three and a half points, do you think that makes a difference or no? They cover? Uh, I think they cover. Yeah. So they that's do. the same pick I have as well too. But I think they bounce back. Um, it'll be interesting to see who ends the up The biggest thing with him, though. man, is uh, Deshaun Watson had zero time last week. Baltimore got to them early and often, and yeah. it made him look pedestrian. Obviously, that defense didn't do any favors for him. No. <laughs> Not at all. So to speak. So, I guess that brings us to our power moves. And I, I, I've got a couple this week, so I'll, I'll start off with one. But I think you saw a couple of them. But the new NBA City jerseys, mm-hmm. uh, I like that. Uh, I'm always a big fan of what the NBA does, and more specifically Nike does in this case. Um, but there's a lot of them that I hit. I think they hit the nail on the head with them, meaning they're just unique. They're not anything like what we've seen before. I have seen mixed reviews on a lot of them. I got a closer-up look of the Mavs jersey. Did you end up seeing that one in full? I saw it before you had actually shared it. Yeah, but I, I love the jersey anyway, even with what you all were saying. I still loved it. Well, I was arguing with you that I liked it. No, that wasn't me you were arguing with. No, I, I, I wasn't. You, I was you, saying, were de- you were debating somebody else on, on your Facebook because I liked them from the beginning. I'm saying to you, I was arguing on your side of this oh, viewpoint. Okay, where what you're saying. There was yeah. a lot of people who were saying that they did not enjoy it, and yeah. I was saying that I thought it was a new take on it. But did you see the gradation of the Navy to the – it's not a Royal, but whatever that Maverick blue is up top? Like I, I, I like didn't actually that. see them when they were playing with them. Uh, well, I don't think I've they've still, worn them yet. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I've only just seen the pictures from the article that you shared. Like that, I'd seen the same article that you shared. But did you see the ones with the shorts in it too? Now, 
Uh, I don't believe so. That's the one you got to check out because that's what I'm saying. That's where the gradation starts at a navy and comes up to the whatever that maverick blue is. It's not a royal blue, but it's a form of a royal yeah. blue. And then that highlighter green, that neon green on there makes that jersey pop. I, I do like the writing on there, the style of font. I, I agree with somebody. I forget who it was. It might have been my buddy Mikey who said that. Um, but the numbers that were on there. They're just the exact same numbers. Exactly. Well, I said they were the exact same numbers, but they were very generic and not stylized. No so way. are you wishing that they would have done the numbers in the same font they did the letters? Not even that. Just get crazy with it. Like To me, it's like a graffiti style of font, right? It's like that, a, That's what they said it was supposed to be resembling because of the the big graffiti history that Dallas has, which I didn't know they had a big graffiti history. Yeah. A lot of gangs, MS-13 down there. But anyway, that's not what it is. <laughs> Isn't it like a prison gang? MS-13 is a gang you really don't want to mess with. I'm sure they have It's prison. a Mexican street gang, right? Yeah. I'm sure they okay. have, it's like La MA. I'm sure they have uh, chapters in prison, yes. Um, but I, I would have liked to see them. So they actually mentioned that there's new school tattoos, you know, as a style of tattoos. And I guess that has similarity and a background to kind of spray paint and things of that nature. Um, but, yeah, I would have liked to see a version of that on the numbers as well, too. And even the last names on the back. I haven't seen that yet, but I think that would be cool to do as well, too. So what was your power move from? Power move, though, is the NBA jerseys in general. I, I love that they're getting creative with it. I love that Nike has the rights to the jerseys. I, I, I think that's a big thing, and, and I'm glad to see that. Of the ones you've seen, what's your favorite? What's your least favorite? Man, I don't even have that. I, I've got... Seen, I haven't even seen all of them, but the Pacers was very impressive. Did I did like the one? Pacers. Yeah, the racing stripe on it was cool reference. Um, uh, the Cavs ones are okay. I don't think I remember seeing them. Um, the Bulls ones were baby blue, which I still don't understand why on occasion they do that, but obviously I like that. You know what I mean? I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I know that I'm going to have a lot of people that disagree with me on this. Yeah. Was not a fan of the Timberwolves jerseys. I think John said that as well, too. I, saw I thought he said he liked them. I did not like them. I think he might have said he was underwhelmed by them. I forget what Tony had something to say about them as well, too. But, yeah, o- overall, I think they did a good job with them. Uh, the Lakers, uh, the Lakers, wow, that guy took like five steps. Yeah. Um, the Lakers jerseys look the exact same with like a couple stars put on the side. Subtle uh, details, yeah. It's yeah. like uh, we were talking about that in our group text today with me and Tony and John that – the Lakers jerseys are never anything that's going to wow anyone. Same thing with the Celtics. Maybe that, even that was the exact words so that I used. Celtics, yeah, the Celtics yeah. Uh, <laughs> are, the, are the other team that, like, their, their jerseys are never going to be mentioned in people's favorites because of how they look. They may be someone's well, favorites because of the historical reference, reference of right. them. Yeah, but, like, they're never going to say, oh, I like the Lakers jerseys because of how they look. Yeah, I, I agree. Their their only argument is the history behind it. Yeah. And same thing with Boston. I think Boston, when they brought in the black lettering, I did like that change yeah. as well, too. But that's a very subtle change. And then even we were looking at the logo changes over the years, you know, recently. And uh, there's a lot of fun, unique logos that... Yeah, that 10-man piston yeah, one. Like, yeah. I still don't... <laughs> Classic stuff. But I, I'm, I'm just glad to see them doing something different. Uh, once again, there are some that didn't really get too crazy. But for business purposes, that's good that they're doing that. And then obviously, aesthetically, I like to see different than what we see on a daily basis. Used to be, you know, they only had that. They had a home, they had a way, and they had that alternate. Now you've got like seven jerseys per year. I love that. Yeah. So um, I actually shared 
or not shared, I saved mine. Um, because I wanted to make sure that I quoted this correctly. Yeah. So uh, must be important. Oh, it's good. I know that. Um, I know that you're going to enjoy this one. So is it from GetRoman.com? I don't even know what Get Roman. Oh, I <laughs> never mind. There's a commercial one for that right now. So, um, a couple years ago, there was a team uh, that was an underdog in the Super Bowl that the person sitting next to me is a fan of that won. Mm, I think I recall that team. And after said Super Bowl, I don't know about underdog though. They were definitely the underdog going into the game. Okay, Tetro. Spinelli's uh, told me differently when I was ordering that $60 <laughs> worth of cheesesteak pizza and deep-fried Oreos. A- after the game, offensive tackle Lane Johnson says, I'd much rather have fun and win a Super Bowl than be miserable and win five Super Bowls. That was a direct quote from Lane Johnson. Yeah. So, well, some, How could you possibly be miserable and win five Super Bowls? No idea. So it was a subtle shot at the Patriots. Because everyone always talks about how you never really see a happy Bill Belichick. You know, oh, he's always sad. He's always uh, monotone and all that stuff. So the, I think you're reading too deeply into this. I'm not. So the Patriots. <laughs> Your defense is I'm not? That was move, move forward and uh, beat the Eagles this past weekend. Can I ask you why every team that the Eagles have played this year have had some stupid billboard material? Well, I don't know if this was billboard material or not, but I, I just want, Sounds like I want to finish the quote. Sorry. Because this is good. Yeah. So, after the game was over. Mm-hmm. I recall 17-10. Uh, to 17-10, Patriots win. Bill Belichick's in his press conference. Bill Belichick, after beating the Eagles on Sunday, looked like everyone had fun out there today. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. my power move is Bill Belichick. And having his team have fun. Subtle jab. I don't think they're really... I mean, obviously winning is fun, but yeah. I bet you their practice on Monday or Tuesday or whatever day they practice well, was the, probably not The best one. part of it was the picture that they used. It was this... Smiling. <laughs> yeah. I saw a lot of guys out there having fun. And I think Kim and Bobby Kraft took a little trip down to Florida. That might be true. To see Mrs. Maroki, please. So, I got, uh, I got two... Beefs. I forgot about my other one. Well, so, let me give my other power. Oh, you have another power. Machine. That's right. I forgot about that. Christmas just cut me off. Like what? I forgot what about that. My bad. Host are you, bro? Not even host of the podcast. I'm talking about host of allowing me in this kind of boat. Um, but I actually have two quick ones. So first and foremost, remember Jorge Masvidal? Yeah, just, absolutely. Just fought Nick Diaz. Nate Diaz, excuse me, not Nick, but has recently grew to fame, right? Um, he officially retired Ben Askren, just like he quoted he was going to do. So Ben Askren was an interesting character, came over f- having a pretty good background from Bellator. I mean, I would say his toughest fights came in Bellator, and then he went and fought in one, who are guys who are not super well-known, uh, but there are some tough fighters in one. Comes over undefeated, has a couple of tough losses, has one win. Jorge Masvidal promised he was going to retire him. Five seconds later, he did, right? So, shout out to both of those guys. Got to give Ben credit for his uh, wrestling paralysis and testing his skills against the best in the world. You also kind of have to give Jorge credit for 
being a man of his word in this case. But last one is we, we had a mention about MVP front runners in the NFL, and I yes. don't think this guy is a MVP front runner in the NBA, but I think we have to give him some credit. you got to give Luka Doncic a shout-out. Um, he's had a ridiculous last couple of games, right? Last year, um, we were well, actually this year, we probably should have considered him for a most improved player, even with how good he played last year and winning rookie of the year. But he's averaging just under 30 points per game, shooting the ball at a 48% clip, averaging 11 rebounds per game, and just under 10 assists per game. Like, dude is putting up crazy numbers. Um, but he actually had a fun quote as well, too. So the other night, I think it was maybe Tuesday, maybe Monday. Um, but he said he had a dream that he scored 16 points in the first quarter, which would have been the most that he ever had. But then he woke up and he scored 17 points. So <laughs> he was quoted as saying, dreams don't come true, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden last night, I'm watching both U of L game and I'm watching the Mavs versus uh, Golden State and the dude drops 22 points in the first quarter. Like, just killing it. So had to give Luca a shout-out shout out on this point as well, too. Nice. So how many uh, how many beefs do you have? I have two. All right, so I have two as well. Yeah. Let me give you actually one beef in advance of my beefs. All right. And this one I, I kind of am sympathetic for, okay? Because our buddy, I, I would like to say our, because I think I'm a buddy of Tony as well, too, mm-hmm. has, has a great family. Phenomenal child, great wife, right? You, you guys are all friends with all of them. You know where my subtle beef is coming into play? You mentioned that you all went to Pizza Bar, right? Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that Crystal had the... What was it, Neapolitan or margarita style? The margarita style. Margarita style pizza, right? You mentioned that she said it was, you know, pretty good. Mm-hmm. The answer is wrong, Crystal. Oh, you didn't like it? The Out of all the pizza week pizzas I had, the entire week, I'm grading them 1 to 57, okay? This was 57. Dang. It was... Now, granted, there wasn't really another pizza that really I was like, I would never, like, if you if you said, here's a free pizza, I'm going to give you this, I would not eat that pizza again. Wow. That's how bad it was. Now, the other pizza bar pizza that you referenced, the Meat Lovers, yeah. was not terrible. But the margarita pizza was a standard cheese pizza that they tried to spruce it up and they tried to put some mozzarella chunks on it or whatever, and it was like rubber and the sauce was terrible. It was... Horrendous. I, I tried it Friday night. Cool spot, though. Cool it location. Was. Yeah. Uh, good business idea. Now, how much their pizzas are regularly, I didn't see, but they look probably pretty expensive being on 4th Street Live, right? So. Uh, Louisville won 86 to 37. So they, they almost doubled your 20 point. Yeah. I, I gave them 20 points. Probably garbage minutes, bro. Yeah. <laughs> But so that that was my subtle beef. But yeah, I wanted to state that pizza was absolutely terrible. Now, best pizza I had I already mentioned this to you, but I would say Coles and Sereno were my two favorites. I'm gonna give the nod to Coles. So I never finished that whole story, but I, I go in right, ton of people there waiting in line. End up the girl says, "Hey, you can sit at the bar if you want to." Hostess says that I go sit up there, sit next to your former um, long snapper who is currently a practice squad long snapper. By the way, very little guy. Aren't those guys supposed to be decent sized? No, because they don't get hit. Yeah, what? Well, extremely little guy. Like 
I, I was almost flexing on him, bro. You know what I'm saying? And uh, also subtle beef in this, he and his wife could not even eat one whole pizza. <laughs> Your boy crushed two. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I told you, no crumbs, no leftovers, legitimately ate. You were two. licking the plate. Two, oh, yeah. The guy was very impressed with it. So, anyways, so the service there was phenomenal. Guy, guy was awesome. He was behind the bar. He was clearly like a GM or a manager or what shift man, whatever it was. He was some higher up, maybe even owner. I don't think so, but maybe. So, he's talking to me the whole time, right? And uh, he's cool. And after, he's like, so... You know, you just crushed two pizzas. I'm blown away by that. Maybe next time you come, you know, you'll get three. He's like, have you ever been here before? I said, no, this is my first time because I came because of pizza week. He goes, hold, hold on a second. I'm going to go grab something really quick. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what this is. So I pay my bill and I'm getting ready to leave because I'm like, I don't know. I don't want anything. You know what I mean? Whatever he's doing. Gives me a coupon for a buy one, get one free. And then tells me about all their deals they have. You know, he's like late night pizza after 10. It's like 10 bucks, whatever it is. Like, this this was the greatest experience I had of all of them. Serena was great pizza and a great atmosphere. Nice people. Kohl's has to take the cake. So if you get a chance, go check out Kohl's. They have multiple locations. Or you could almost say it takes the pie, pizza yes, pie. It definitely took the pie. And I was very nauseous after taking the pie that night. <laughs> all right, so I get, you can go ahead on, on your beef. So my official beef, one of the two. I'm going to start off with the people who are complaining about these drug tests recently because they're about to drive me insane. Uh, one of them is a former Tar Heel, so i got to lump him in there as well too. Danny Green, Alex Caruso in the off season. So yes, Tony, I, I apologize. I did actually consider your wife a beef this evening and as well as consider the Lakers a beef. Well, so. it's, that's Tony's boy, man. Tony loves Alex Caruso. Yeah, so do I. Great player. He's he's not he's not that great. Do you know that they were seven and zero in games that he played there for a while? Congratulations. There was also Lynn Sanity there for a while, and he that dude didn't play a minute in the finals. And now he's scoring thirty in China, bro. Congratulations, man. You could probably score thirty in China. Well, it depends on what league it is. Yeah, I don't think I shoot enough to score thirty, so I'm gonna have to actually decline that offer. If you're depending on Caruso to give you big minutes you're not gonna win a title listen jeremy lynn's sister plays for uofl currently and both of them actually have a 7.0 in college i thought i was the one that got the bad rep for hating asians yeah. that was definitely worse than anything that i've ever said i don't know why you would say worse when i state facts on here because that girl is just asian and you and you she's you a very good said, player she is good, but you the only reason you said that they would be related is just because she's Asian. No, that's the facts that you told me before the game. Did not ever say any of those. Okay. Well, I must have mistaken you with somebody else whose name is Beef, but I guess to each your own. So anyways, I apologize to Tony in advance. More of the story. You get us off on a tangent, which we're jumping off cliffs. And Alex Crusoe sucks. Yeah. I didn't say that, Tony. Um, but... Le'Veon Bell is complaining about the HGH test. That one I kind of understand. No. How, the dude's been drug tested five times in ten games. Yeah, that's okay. That's, and he's never had any history of HGH. But guess what? Part of playing in a professional sport is that you give yourself the right to be tested for these drugs. So why is he getting tested five times? Because he's good. That doesn't make sense. So you're just going to just yeah, continuously guess, test the dude and he has not... He's not failed at one time, so you're just going to keep doing it? Can I tell you a little secret about steroids? People who are terrible are not on steroids, typically. He hasn't even had a good year. 
No, because he plays for a terrible team, and they have to throw the ball at the end of the game every game. Yeah, so like, why? That's what I'm saying. Why would you? Why wouldn't you drug test somebody like Lamar, they, he, or, or like he Russell Wilson, yeah, or something like been. someone that's well, doing that? I think they're worried about what Sierra's doing. You know what I'm saying? They're giving her goodies, dude. Yeah, her goodies, her goodies, yeah, her goodies, not her goodies. But I, I would definitely think that he's the only one that I disagree with you on. The other two, I can see where you're coming from. I don't care. I'm saying, do not ever complain about getting tested for steroids. I don't want to hear it once. Zilch, nada. Now, part of that is I'm an MMA fan, I think, as well, too, right? So in MMA, you're putting an individual, I almost said a guy, but in a lot of cases it's a woman, you're putting their life on the line. So I have no sympathy for somebody getting tested for HGH, steroids, anything of that nature. Patrick Chewing. Yeah. All right, so my first beef is with... uh... A, a person I've actually had a couple beefs with, and I know Tony's not going to be happy about this one either. But Man. stick with me on this one, yeah. Because after He's this, a rough I think go at it Tony will actually agree with me on this one. I feel like no way. My you beef is with Rick Pitino. Agree. Rick Pitino. There's an article that came out today on Yahoo that said that when Donovan Mitchell declared for the draft, that Rick Pitino tried to convince the New York Knicks to draft Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. So my beef is with Rick Pitino. And why, you ask? Because you try to get him drafted by that trash organization. Tony is not going to agree with you And ruin his career. Not true. You don't think him going to the Knicks would ruin his career? No, I do think the Jazz has been the ultimate fit for him, and it's worked out great. I think he would have been drafted higher. Right? So he just made more money. And he'd have been in a major market. Which we've talked about doesn't really prove anything anymore. Guys are making money in markets that it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, but I think for sponsorship deals, there's a lot more potential in New York City than there is in uh, Salt Lake, Utah. I mean, he's doing just fine with his Adidas deal. Correct. Doing the Spider-Man commercials. I don't. I'd, I'd be honest with you, man. I don't think that has as much of uh, a factor in things anymore as it did. Saving no, ten I just years think ago, there's more local businesses that are New York businesses. You know what it's I mean? Probably, like, yeah, you're probably there's probably stuff that we wouldn't see because we don't live there. Exactly. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Even billboards there. Yeah. Whatever it may be, they're they're hundred percent factually. You can't argue that. But I, no. I do agree that as far as nationally, yeah. these companies, you know, you don't have to be in a major market to get a national. I didn't think about it. I didn't think about it like yeah. that. Yeah, that makes a good point. No. But I I would get where you're coming from. I trash just organization. Yeah, not very good. So what you got for your second? Clearly by them making that pick. So you actually know, you, you're you taking shots at people. You're mentioning that you've got beef. And you actually know the person who I have a beef with. And I know it, this person. Huh? You know him. I think you know him pretty well. I mean, I'm not positive. I think we'll find out now. This individual had mentioned to me at one point in time that there was this little um, ice cream by the name of homemade ice cream that mm-hmm. was phenomenal ice cream. But then their next statement to me was that this uh, flavor called Cherry Cordial the goat, baby. was the greatest ice cream of all time. It's the goat. And I'm here today to say that you are out of your rabid mind, my friend, because I have tested the waters and I have come to my final conclusion. And I have the votes of multiple other individuals with me as well, too, who state that Clearly, you're confused on what is the greatest ice cream of all time. Cookies and cream has become the greatest 
homemade ice cream flavor as per Ava, Caleb, myself. Well, your vote doesn't count because you licked a freezer thinking it was ice cream. That was because I was told that by my father, who is a semi-intelligent individual. Okay? <laughs> semi-intelligent. Yeah. I'm sure he's going to love that line. Yeah. Well, you can't compliment him when he told you to lick the ice freezer, essentially. I mean, he didn't say that words. He just told me it was ice cream. But what what are you going to do as a kid when that's ice cream on the freezer? Uh, probably try to eat it. Well, here, that's the other thing. You, so you're going to eat ice cream off? You just told oh, me. Oh, for sure. You just told me that you didn't eat stuff at a pitch-in because there was people coughing into their hand, but you're licking ice cream off of a freezer? Listen, as whatever age, maybe six, maybe eight, whatever, somewhere in that ballpark, and you see, I I hope people can envision this because you've got the freezers. I know exactly what you're talking about, but there's not a time in my life that I ever thought, hey, I should lick that. No, but let, let me paint the picture my way, okay? You've got these big freezers and these grocery stores right mm-hmm. and you see all this caked up white ice on mm-hmm. the end of them in the really cold sections and as a kid you don't understand how that works and you're intrigued by what that is and you see all these different ice creams on there right and you're trying to figure out in your head you've got golden twists down the street the greatest ice cream spot of all time and in your head you're trying to figure out i need some ice cream and i need some ice cream now right and so you ask the question, what is that on there? And you get told ice cream, and you're going to sneak a little bit of a taste, and your tongue happens to get stuck to the ice. That's just how that works. I just don't know why you wouldn't just break some off. Oh, no, it was very firm. I was unable to do so. You know, gave it a good couple of, you know, I probably, I'm glad people at home couldn't see that jester, but... I was trying to hammer it with my hand, and it, it yeah. was not a hammering motion. And uh, needless to say, it didn't work. So, yeah, I, I lost part of my tongue, which, true story, I don't know if Biggs ever, you know, R.I.P. Biggs, by the way, you know, great store. That was a very classic store there in Clarksville, Indiana. But I don't think they ever removed the piece of my tongue that was on that freezer. That's disgusting. Yeah. It was very disappointing for me. So it should show you that they did a good job of cleaning, which should make you feel even better about you getting your tongue stuck to the ice. How do you clean ice? You just chip it off. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you just chip it off and let fair it freeze back up. Yeah, fair assessment. But moral of the story, don't do that. And second of all, you're wrong, bro. Now let me ask you this. Have you tried the seasonal flavor Santa's cookies? No, like I don't even... Okay, that's what I'm saying. You just don't know about homemade. You taught me... And in this case, like you're, you can't, you can't say that I'm not right because I gave you the greatest ice cream, as far oh man, as far as store bought ice cream goes. But that's what I'm saying to you. The grasshopper has now become the sensei. Agree, yeah. to, agree to disagree. Okay, have you tried pumpkin pie? Why would I want pumpkin pie ice cream? So that's a no. Clearly, you just stated no. Now let me ask you this: Have you tried butter pecan? I'm not. I don't like butter pecan anyway. Okay, so I just named three flavors in which you have not tried. Have you tried the peanut butter majigima thingy? It's not a real flavor. There is a peanut butter one, but I don't remember what the real flavor is. I think it might I've be. had the cookies and cream. The cookies and cream is good. Delish, but it's not the best. It is pumpkin pie is a close second. Santa's cookies is good. Butter pecan. You know what my complaint with butter pecan is? Remember they didn't have enough pecans in there. Yeah. Which was the most expensive so item per ounce. So it's just butter. Well, the, it's very good ice cream. 
And there are some pecans. It's just not enough. But yeah, more, more of the story. Tried your cherry cordial. Still have it at the house. Still will continue to eat it on occasion. Not the best, bro. So this, do you like it? It was okay. I, I'm not a fan of the cheese. Then you should have brought it with you. No, I'm going to eat it still. I'm not going to waste it. I didn't pay $4 for that ice cream for nothing. I'd have given you 2 bucks for it. That seems like a fair deal to me after I've already eaten three quarters of it. I'd give you a buck for it. That's not true. Actually, I've only eaten a couple of scoops. I've been mixing flavors. And so now my go-to is putting cookies and cream and Santa's cookies in there. It's magically delicious. That, it's not Lucky Charms, which is also an overrated cereal. Uh, all right, so here we go. Semi-true. My beef. My beef I actually mentioned on Facebook the other day. You're on Facebook. Tonight, you're just on a big Facebook kick. What else did I do with Facebook? Uh, you know, other things. All right, so my beef is with Philip Rivers. Mm. I'm not sure if you watched the Monday night game or not. Part of it. Uh, Philip Rivers had himself a game for the other team, the Chiefs. <laughs> I've seen that a couple times. We actually saw part of that last time we were... We did. Is it two podcasts ago? Yes. Because last week we didn't have a TV. Right. Uh, so... Philip Rivers is one of those guys that never stops talking. Yeah. And is very fiery. He has a lot of children. He has to do that. He has eight kids, yes. Son, put the dishes in the dishwasher. Yeah. Daughter, take out the trash. So. Frankie, mow the grass. Somehow, though, even with him throwing out lead, I think he's second in the NFL in interceptions. Gunslinger. Um, the It's... They still don't think I've lost a game over seven points. All six losses coming into that game were six points or less or something like that. They were close. I, I took them to cover a lot of spreads, and I actually had them beating Chicago. So, Not that that they happen. have the ball the last towards the last part of the game. I think there's like two and a half minutes left. They're driving down the field. Not very far. This is actually before he makes the long throw to Mike Williams, which was a better catch than throw. That catch was a phenomenal catch. So, a couple plays before he makes that pass, one of his linemen gets a false start. Happens. Sucks that it happens. Right. Phillip Rivers throws the ball at him. (laughs) Knowing he can't catch, he's a lineman. Well, knowing that he's not going to hit him because he's throwing the ball to the other team the whole time. (laughs) How are you... The guy that has essentially made your team lose the game by throwing three interceptions, and then in about four plays you throw it to the other team again to then seal the loss for your team. Throwing the ball at a guy that made one mistake, and not only that, is in charge of protecting you. Yeah. You are an idiot, Phillip Rivers. To be 100% honest with you, I really didn't have that big of a problem with Phillip Rivers until I saw him do that. Yeah. And then I saw him do that, and I was like... Dude, you're a jerk. I think what they should do is just hand it off to Melvin Gordon every time. Get me my points. And oh, by the way, I won a uh, fantasy football league this week with okay. like 78 points. My all-time low to win a fantasy football league. So it's like you're playing in a pretty good league. Yeah, phenomenal. <laughs> but 12, 12 team. That's my uh, that's my beef. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. It's almost as good as my beef that you have poor taste in ice cream. No. Actually, I don't know because remember you have good taste in like the brand, but bad taste in the which one? 
Dude, there's and like pieces of maraschino cherries in there that yeah, are Yeah, like, which I told you were in there. Yeah, they're trash. Like, come on, at least get a real fresh, good cherry in there. Like, they're known for having good ingredients, and they got these. You know what it reminded me of? Like, you go to Steak and Shake. Well, yeah, typically it is a cherry. You go to Steak and Shake, you get those milkshakes, and then they got that one little cherry on there that I'm always like, don't put that on there. And then they do it anyways. And I have. And you know what I do? 50 of them. You say double down. Give me no, two I'm like, hey, give me your cherry since you're weird and don't want to eat it. Yeah. And then I eat the other person's cherry. And then do you know what I do? I say, hey, bro, give me that spicy queso with jalapenos in there. Oh, I'm glad you reminded me. That's a good That's a good hint there. So, Friday. That's a good hint there. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> Friday, um, I went and ate New well, Wave. You went, you went to a football game. Went to a football game first. Yeah. Freezed our tail off. Yeah. Saying X1. Wasn't jealous. Yeah, it was really cold. Uh, and to be 100% honest with you, I really didn't get cold until I left. Like, once I got up and, like, all my body heat wasn't sitting in one spot, what? I got cold. Was it pro? Well, actually, it probably wasn't packed, was it? No. Yeah. I was going to say, they, they do fill up some stadiums, but probably with it being as cold. and No, it was cold. So, uh, John and I went to New Wave. Long story short, give me Banditos 10 times out of 10 over. You didn't New say, Wave. though, what kind of burrito did they I got have? the garbage burrito what so did they have a uh, burrito of the week uh i didn't see where it was on the wall being harmson honest with you i know they say they have one, oh but... talking about that mac mcclung move Saucy right there mac yeah that's nice uh um, little mike and cheese there yeah shout out i had some more of that saturday did you i did you had some good food this weekend then so garbage burrito is what uh it was like ground beef queso See, here's the thing with them, man. Their queso is just cheap queso. It tastes like uh, like Tostino's queso. Oh, man. Or like the queso you eat in like a pitch-in where like people will get the Velveeta blocks and just put sausage in it. Right. Like it's not bad for a pitch-in, but like if I'm going to a restaurant, I want something that doesn't feel like it was just made in someone's kitchen. Yeah, respectable. Like I love... I, I love Elna Paul's queso. I think Elna Paul's queso is good. Yeah. Corn oh. queso. Yeah, I, I love uh, well, Qdoba's queso. Hurt. Qdoba's queso is solid to me. Yeah. It's like... Um, now, Qdoba's I told you... Qdoba's queso is a little spicy. Like, it's not spicy at that's all. That's the thing. Like, certain things, I can take I can take kicks on. It's not that I like... Right. I, oh, my God. Like, I just, I just don't like it taking away the flavor. Right. And that's what I feel like the one at Bandito does. Because you mentioned the the queso with jalapenos in it so the flavor of that is good but the the jalapenos take away from the flavor way too much for me yeah so i learned i used to make fresh pico de gallo Mm -hmm. and when i started making that i realized like the first day you first of all if you don't de-seed your jalapenos you're in for a long night right awakening yeah but the other thing is the longer you leave it in the fridge the more that like soaks into the pico in general and then all of a sudden like three days later it's like stupid hot (laughs) yeah so if you ever do make pico at home use minimal jalapenos i don't need jalapenos in anything so you gotta have a little bit in uh pico though i don't need pico de gallo why like i don't why would i eat pico de gallo because it's delicious like cucumber salad 
No, you said that did people didn't even eat it, and you said no. They didn't I like actually it. they surprisingly crushed it, and I heard a couple of good reviews. I actually had listen. This is a true story. So I, I mentioned to you we started with sixty at one point in time, and now we're down to twenty three individuals. Okay, so it's mm-hmm. it's getting slim pickings in there. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's actually getting ready to go down again. More of the story had somebody come in today and say they were actually not there for that event. And the one dish they wanted to try was the cucumber salad. Now, I think they actually said to me that they wanted to try my cucumber salad. So I don't know if that was an inappropriate work reference or if it was actually. So that's why they're going to get fired? I think it was because they don't show up because they say they have the flu. But more of the story, yes. They said they wanted my cucumber salad and were very disappointed that they missed out on it. Be different. They said they wanted the Tasha cucumber salad. So you know what I did? I explained to them that, excuse me, ma'am. I didn't get to make my official cucumber salad because of all the other individuals who said that I needed to change my recipe and won't be. You know what the other problem was, by the way? I learned this. I I put goat cheese and feta cheese in there, right? Mm -hmm. And I put it in there the night before or maybe the morning of, I forget. But it almost like those crumbles soaked in with the olive oil and the acid of the tomatoes and essentially didn't become like a ranch dressing because it's obviously not ranch, but like a mayo or whatever. So it wasn't like my standard usual make it fresh, eat it type of deal. But did it get eaten? Surprisingly more than what People I would have expected. People were scooping it on their plate to flick it in the garbage. Yeah, maybe. But you know what I'm saying? Good reviews. Cucumber salad. Oh, dude, this is so good. As they're scraping it into the garbage. Yeah. The cool thing was I didn't get to see anybody eat it at all. The funniest thing about it was, so I go in, it's like I said, <laughs> they're like, hey, uh, everybody bring potluck. If, if you want to participate, if you want to eat, then you have to bring something. So 90% of the people did, right? And I brought that in, and then I got my big salad in there. But they have to have people set it all up. So I can't just go set the cucumber salad out in the morning. I got to put it in the fridge, right? Because it's like four hours until lunch. So I have my salad in there too because I'm going to eat my usual salad that I eat every day. I'm not going to participate in the potluck due to germaphobe issues. With that being said, it's I just have... funny to me that you have germaphobe issues, but you lick the freezer. Yeah. Well, hey, you live and you learn. You know, now that I'm an old season veteran, I, I probably won't be licking any freezers anytime soon. <laughs> With that being said, I have the thought in my mind, oh, they're getting ready to take all this food out and put it down. I sure hope that they don't put my salad out there as well, too. Because I, have you seen the Tupperware bowls I use? Mm -hmm. You know the full-size, big, circular Tupperware ones? Yeah. That's what I use to take my salad. So it's not just the standard salads. (laughs) So luckily, I think they saw my salad dressing, which is the um, hibachi grill ginger sauce dressing that i'm using right now and it looks like baby vomit slash diarrhea is what i think it resembles and i think they went no we're not putting this out <laughs> so i go and i luckily i have my lunch there boom just eat my lunch and they're like you know hey we're come get something i'm like oh yeah no thanks i appreciate it they're like oh you're on a diet right no 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 diet just not eating your food sorry is that what you told them uh, i said i wasn't on a diet I, you know i left it at that it's like, oh, love, love salad. <laughs> yeah, I'm on a diet. Yeah. <laughs> Most people diet. would have just been like, yep, just eating it for a diet. Avoid that conversation. I was like, no, honesty is the best policy. Not on a diet. No big deal. <laughs> Don't nice. ask any more questions. No questions ensued. Well, I guess that's pretty much all we got, man. Yeah. Texans can cover. 
Probably, yeah. I would. I can see that. See, wearing chucks. They look, look like it, don't they? Yeah, they look like Chuck Taylor cleats. Pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much all we got, man. Almost as good as my AM ones I bought last night. You bought a pair of and ones. AM ones. Air so you said and and ones. It did sound like it. But um, Louisville got a big game against Syracuse Saturday. Could move them ahead to seven wins. Uh, what's crazy, man, is if Louisville wins Saturday, they lock up second place in the Atlantic. That is very crazy. So. And North Carolina will be playing Mercer, I believe. Yes. So the the, the company who you work for somehow we're playing. <laughs> oh, I did. Um, so, you know, being a season ticket holder, they send you a thing, or even being an alumni because they send it to John as well. Yeah, no big deal. Um, you're, you're not bragging. No, I, I, I actually, it was a subtle brag, and then I brought myself down with saying that even though John is not a season ticket holder, mm. he's just an alumni. They sent him the email as well. The degraded brag. I see what you did. Yeah, humble brag. Mm. There you go. De- degrading they, sounds uh, <laughs> Degrading brag. Uh, they send out an email, hey, your team's going bowling. Click here to get uh, 30%. Uh, Vince Tyree said that if you pre-ordered your tickets, that he that the University of Louisville would cover thirty percent of your bowl bowl ticket. What? How yeah. can you pre-order when you don't even know when, why, where, so how? So I was getting ready to explain to you. So there's like ten different bowls that Louisville could be in. Okay, okay. I didn't even know it was that limited, but that's yeah. Pretty cool. So there's only because there's affiliations and stuff that are with your conference and everything. So there's only a certain amount of bowls you can go to unless you make the playoff. Okay. So. Louisville's obviously not making a playoff, so those weren't on there. Right. Louisville, there's still a small outside chance that they could make the Orange Bowl. They're not going to, but that was on there. Um, they had the Pinstripe Bowl, the Military Bowl, the Music City Bowl. All uh, There was like 10 Music bowls. City Nashville? Yeah. That'd so, be good for you. Yeah, so what you do then is they don't charge you anything, but you pre-order which one you want to you would want to go to. The only one that I will go to if we make it is the Music City Bowl. Yeah. So I just went to the Music City Bowl, selected three tickets, and then it says like you can select bowl payment, uh, bowl, bowl payment something, and it doesn't charge your card anything. The only time it charges you is when they make that bowl. Okay. So. Uh, but this is good for the school as well too. Yeah. Because then you have a lot for of pe- all parties. Yeah. So you already have a lot of people. Like pre-ordering their tickets. Yeah, and it, I think it kind of gives them an idea as to what. Obviously, they don't determine what bowl they go to, right? You can accept one, right? Or you can, yeah, you, know, you can reach out to a bowl. Like, there's, I can't remember who it was that I saw, but someone's already accepted a bowl bid to a certain bowl. That's amazing. I can't remember. It was a team that I'd heard of. It was like a BYU, I think. They had already accepted a bowl bid to, to a certain bowl. So, uh, I've heard that Camping World wants Louisville again. I don't want us to go there because I don't want to. Miss, I want to go to the bowl game. I've never been to a bowl game. Yeah, that's one thing that I've never been to as a Louisville fan is a bowl game. Um, I've had a few chances. I could have went to the Sugar Bowl. I could have went to the Music City Bowl a couple of years ago. Um, probably could have went to the Camping World game the last time we did that, but I just didn't go. So I'm hoping we play the Music City Bowl. That's the one that I pre-ordered. So if that does happen, I'll be in Nashville for the it'll be like the fifth time this. Year. Yeah, you're basically a Nashvilleian. Yeah, something like that. Whatever they call you. Yeah. So country music star with your mullet, dude. Come on. I'll be in. I'll be there next Friday with my mullet. 
Well, I, I think some people might think you're somebody special. You got to play, play this up. Maybe so. You got to be Hank or Garth or a... Garth doesn't have a mullet. No, I'm not saying like you tell him Garth. Oh, Brooks. like I'm Wayne's saying, World Garth. No, just like your name. I mean, isn't that like a Garth-esque? Like if you're... He's the only Garth that I know other than Wayne's World. That's a very country music name though. Just because he's a famous well, okay, you don't singer. have to tell people why I'm saying this, but I'm just saying, like a Hank. <laughs> what, what's your defense for Hank? Hank's, Hank Hank's a good good one. Yeah, Willie. Willie's a very good one as well yeah. too. Um, Billy Bob. Tickle. Tickle. Yeah, that's not even a real name. Well, it's a nickname. No, you could say Garth Tickle. What's your last name? I mean, no, I guess no, that's not be. that's not word, Jim. What? I have the mullet. That's enough. Okay. I'm but, just saying, you got to be prepared in case they ask. Say you're somebody famous. Take some pictures. Sign some babies, bro. Who am I going to be? You're whoever you want to be. That's what this world is for. You're in Nashville. Live it up. True. But, Tell them you're breastfeeding your children. All right. So, guys, hopefully <laughs> uh, hopefully you don't make it to this part of the episode so you don't have to hear that part. Charlie. But, uh Enjoy your week. We'll be back next week. Should be regularly scheduled regularly scheduled Wednesday. That works for me. Uh, that, yeah, we play Tuesday next week, so regularly scheduled back to back to Wednesday. Um, all right, yeah. I was just trying to think if we covered everything we did. Don't so, hate us because you ain't us. Yes. Keep liking, keep sharing, and most importantly, keep listening. Peace. And as well as beef out. I'm out as well. <laughs>